0: This movie yeah. was very clearly by a man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sure is, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Uh, the credits rolled, and I went, lot and it's "A lot of men." A lot of men. A lot of men.
0: Yep. One of the articles I read was like, "Well, two women did help co-write," and I was oh, like, "Oh, yay! Oh, that makes
1: it feminist then." <laughs> I, I, I read, not read that, but I saw. We hold on, hold on. <laughs> I gotta see what movie we're watching? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Oops. Well. We're talking about Neon Demon. <laughs> we're t- sorry, we got heated about the men. <laughs> you know, and not in like a fun way. <laughs> um, we're talking about Neon Demon. If you haven't seen it, it's very weird. And mm. it really is very neon. Mm. Um, And we'll get to the, how many men there are. There's too many men is how many. Too many men. Too many men. I have an
0: interesting quote about that. And the way they just kind of fade out of existence.
1: The men, yeah, <laughs> they really do. Yeah. In this movie, men are just kind of like goodbye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're like wave Fuck slowly <laughs> as they fade into the mist.
1: <laughs> God, whatever happened to them? Who cares? It doesn't matter. It men doesn't matter. Are sorry, if we have men listeners. Like, sorry,
0: you knew our opinions by now. <laughs> you
1: know, <laughs> prove me wrong. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right, all right. I have facts. Can we start with facts, right? Yeah. No. Wait. Is it? here?
0: <laughs> it's facts. We start. With, um. I don't know if you can tell, but we are both very, very tired.
1: Actually, that's a lie. It's just this is episode one. We just didn't want to tell anybody.
0: Oh yeah, we've been sitting. You on know, this sometimes one for a while.
1: they record the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. This is actually episode one, which is why we're just getting on our feet. Mm-hmm. All the other ones were. No. No. We're just tired. We're mm. so tired. <laughs> um. And again, it's Friday, not Thursday. Yeah. Get over it. (laughs) (laughs) This movie was made in 2016, Mm. directed by Nicholas Winding Refn. It was made, he made, uh, okay, the Pusher series. Mm -hmm. Do you know that? I don't know this. I
0: don't know them. I just, I'm familiar.
1: Bronson. Again, I don't, I'm sorry. (laughs) They're probably fine. I don't know. Uh, Valhalla Rising, which I've heard of, but I don't know. And then Drive, which also- I've mm. heard of, but I haven't seen. Every time I say that, a lot of men are like, we haven't seen Drive. And yeah. I'm like, oh, watch it. Shut up. God. Um, and then he also did Only God Forgives and Too Old to Die Young. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know these movies. But, you I know, mean, I like I know their names. I just haven't seen them. Based on their reviews, you really shouldn't know them. Oh, really? Good. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> bye. He did co-write this movie, as we were talking about. He co-wrote this movie with Mary Laws, who I, I couldn't get other. I, I like looked her up, couldn't quite find a lot. Um, but Polly Stenham also couldn't find a ton for some reason. Um, I did find stuff about the cinematographer though. Uh, the cinematography was Natasha Brayer, Brayer or Brayer. I don't know, but uh, she did like a few things. But the most notable one, like her most recent one, was Honey Boy. If huh. you remember, no, you don't remember. Have you, do you know what Honey Boy is, or have nope. you like? Uh, it's like basically about um, Shia LaBeouf's life um. before he was like. Real shitty. Yeah, before they we made knew how Honey Boy, was, which yeah. it's like a beautiful movie. Yeah. I mean, it was very pretty. <laughs> it's a very pretty movie. Um, but yeah, fuck. I, I almost said. Oh my god, I almost said Elijah Wood. No, <gasps> <gasps> sorry, sorry, yeah, Elijah. I love you so much. It's just
0: been like delicately sad. <sighs> Elijah,
1: not you, Shia LaBeouf. Fuck you, Shia LaBeouf. Fuck you, um, LaBeouf. Yeah, so she did Honey Boy, which that aside, beautiful movie, so Like, good for her. Her cinematography is clearly. She's got a vibe and she's yeah. good. Um, the music was Cliff Martinez. Um, this is a fun fact. He was the drummer for Red Hot Chili Peppers what? in his early career. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know how long. I just know that, like, in his early career, he he was the drummer for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, now he's, he, like, mostly composes and writes music for movies. Um, the other ones that he's done... Mostly works with the director of this movie. So he did Spring Breakers, which uh, I love Spring Breakers. So we'll watch it someday. It's a okay. mess. I love it. Um, and the music in it's great. Uh, and then he did Drive, Only God Forgives, and Too Old to Die Young. So all the ones that I've already mentioned. And other ones, like I, he did other ones, but these are the ones that I was like, yeah, I don't know. People might know these. <laughs> People love to talk about Drive. Is this good for you? Is this good for you? Whatever. I know you don't drink. I know you don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that that's... I've, oh, the budget! Duh! Oh. Sorry, I almost forgot the budget. Uh. So the budget was $7 million, which is like not a ton. I mean, for a movie that was, I don't know, buck wild and pretty and seemed to have a lot going on, that's not as high a budget as I... Expect it. I expected a little more.
0: And that's actually interesting considering a quote that I have later. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: I'm excited because I was a little bit surprised. And then do you want to guess how much it made? I'm excited for your guess. $12 Oh. $3.4 Oh, man. Well, at least I knew that it you, wasn't yeah, like $100 million. You did not say a billion. No. <laughs> so, which I'll never let go. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. i <getting> <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, so it, it didn't make a ton, which I, I was working at a theater when this came out in like... It wasn't, it was very hit or miss. It mm. was very much like people would come out of the movies and be like, oh, that was wild. I loved it. Or people would be like, that was disgusting and I hated it. It's very polarizing. Pretty sure we had people ask for refunds. Like, people did not enjoy it. Well. Or people loved it. I mean, but we also showed a lot of weird movies. So mm. I feel like.
0: It's an art house. Like Yeah. So
1: it, it was kind of like, well, if you don't like it, like, go see. We also show Marvel. I don't know. Go see a Marvel movie. <laughs> go see a Marvel movie. $5. Go see a Marvel. <laughs> whatever watch a marble I would rather watch a marble watch a marble (laughs) I'm gonna get my ass kicked one day (laughs) they're just
0: like slowly assembling the
1: marble fans that is oh god they're doing that scene where they all assemble and they're gonna get me that's okay Mm -hmm. I. you know what I wanna say I deserve it but Mm -hmm. I don't (laughs) sorry um oh god and then (laughs) that's a fucking (laughs) summary huh uh, very pretty girl makes a lot of other girls mad. That yeah, yeah. That's about yep. it. I mean, that's really the gist of this movie. Is boy, boy, do people get mad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just did a very funny pose. I was like, oh, put <laughs> my little. You can't see it. I'm, I wish that we filmed this because I just was like, boy, do they get mad. And then I did like a I'm a little stinker pose. And like the ponytail flips inside. <laughs> <laughs> I like, forgot about the ponytail. <laughs> God. Oh. So what's the... I'm excited to hear the real summary for this and how how it could be any different than mine.
0: It's a pretty generous summary in that it makes it seem like there's, you know, a really good plot. (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes, thank you. Jesse moves to Los Angeles just after his 16th birthday to launch a career as a model. The head of her agency tells the innocent teen that she has the qualities to become a top star. Jesse soon faces the wrath of ruthless vixens who despise her fresh-faced beauty. On top of that, she must contend with a seedy motel manager and a creepy photographer. As Jessie starts to take the fashion world by storm, her personality changes in ways that could help her against the cutthroat rivals.
1: Yeah, I mean, technically none of that's wrong. Yeah. But they're making it seem like a bigger deal than a lot of that is. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: It doesn't get buck wild until the last, like, 25 minutes. It really doesn't. They were like, oh, you wanted... Uh, necrophilia and cannibalism, right? Like that's what, oh, that's what you guys here. Yeah. were here for. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: for sure, for sure. We yeah. set that up, right? Like, uh-huh. you guys knew? It wasn't, um,
0: like, this total genre shift moment for you? No, cool. but, like, and here's
1: the thing, is, like, when we rate this movie, I can already tell there's going to be some uh, disagreement.
0: Probably, yeah. I really, I enjoy this movie. I enjoy I, watching it. Like, aesthetically, thing, it's gorgeous. I think
1: that's, that's why it's really hard for me to, like, be so angry because like I, the plot makes me so angry. But at the same time, I, I was so into the cinematography that I took all of my information and reading from this movie just from that. I was like, yeah. oh, that light, yeah. Now she's sad, like you know. So I was like, I don't give a shit about this bad plot. Yeah, Ugh, it. Mm, I have so many notes. This I told Kate. I took the, this is the most notes I've ever taken in a in a movie because it was just really pretty yeah. and wild. So I have five pages of. Notes, baby! Wow, for you to <laughs> watch me sift through when we get to horror. I'm so excited. Horror. Horror. But it's time. Now. It's the for no- <laughs> <Are you okay? laughs> it time for Nerd Corner. Are you okay? I don't know. Is <laughs> time for Nerd Corner? A little old
0: me. You always do this. You always do this. We can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm ready. Nerd Corner. So after watching this movie, I had a lot of thoughts. Oh,
1: <laughs> who does not <laughs> Yeah,
0: and I wanted to see what the director intended and visualized with this because sometimes that's my starting point right. if I don't have like a solid idea in mind. And when I was reading these interviews, it felt very much like reading the interviews the director of the ritual. So oh
1: no, it, are we like way off?
0: No, because like
1: remember the ritual? We were like, oh, I bet it's about this. Yeah, and then we no. were like, oh, it's lads not being lads anymore. <laughs>
0: Oh, the lads are no lad. No, lads.
1: Oh, the lads aren't glad.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> now they're sad. sad lads, <laughs> not glad lads.
1: <laughs> I'm having a stroke.
0: <laughs> uh, so it's more of like the, I'll get into it. Okay, we'll okay, no, see why. Yeah. Okay, so I wasn't totally sure how to organize Nerd Corner because of like how many points I wanted to hit. Yeah. So I'm going to start with Refin's goals and intentions Yeah. through a series of his quotes and then explore how I received the movie and how I think it relates to societal shit. Okay. We're gonna start with the end. Why not? Why not? It's dedicated to Sonning Liv. It says, like, this is for you, Liv, or some shit like that. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which (laughs) that popped up, and I went, okay, good for you. Listen,
0: when it was uh, showing at film festivals, some people started, like, there were people, like, standing ovation, and there were people booing. And some people were like, fuck you, Liv. Oh, no, Liv. (laughs) Liv. She didn't do it? She didn't. Who is Liv? Liv is his wife. Oh. Uh huh. (laughs) And here's a quote. This
1: one's for you, Liv.
0: Yep. This is why he dedicated the movie to her. She was the idea behind the film. Two years ago, I woke up depressed one morning. I wasn't born beautiful, but my wife was. And I thought, I wonder what it'd be like to have been born beautiful. And of course, there's a 16-year-old girl in every man. This is how I to do my version of her. It made sense going from drive, which was the height of masculinity, and my own fetishization of a hero, And even Only God Forgives, where Ryan's character is my own male obsession deconstructing itself and emasculating itself, trying to call back into the womb of the mother. And now, I am reborn as a 16-year-old girl. (laughs) In the end, beauty was what I was making a film about, and the only person I knew around me who was beautiful was my wife.
1: (laughs) But you're you're not a 16-year-old girl, is the thing, <laughs> but, sir?
0: I don't know if you noticed this, but you are not, in fact, a 16-year-old girl. he
1: eat his wife's eye? Was he, like, eating her eye? And then he was like, I could write about this. I could write about this. <laughs> what so, the
0: fuck? We'll come back to this quote in slightly more depth later. But I'm going to let Refin and some of the other creative folks on their team say their part first. I want them to be able to say their piece and <laughs> I'm then I'm going to dig the fuck in.
1: <laughs> I'm crying. There's a 16-year-old girl in every man. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What's the fucking
0: deed? I'm, I'm sorry.
1: Go ahead. I can't no,
0: th- That's a fair reaction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's so,
0: so what we have so far is, I'm going to summarize after each yeah. quote so we know where we are. Yeah. He created a movie about beauty for his wife. Mm -hmm. Cool. So what was the overarching theme or drive of the story? Okay. He says, Neon Demon is about beauty, which is written off by many people as being superficial. But generally, people have a very complicated relationship to beauty because it's really about themselves, your own vanity, how you see yourself, narcissism. (laughs) Elle and I wanted to make a horror film for teenage audiences about a theme that for them is much more advanced than what we're used to. You and I were brought up to think of narcissism as a taboo, something negative. My kids' generation, L's generation, see it as a virtue. That is so fascinating and complex. The meaning is so clear about how crazy is it, the way that it's moved.
1: But, okay, <coughs> so, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but what mm-hmm. he's saying here is that, like, oh, I wanted to show someone who was confident in their beauty and happy that they had it, basically, and that made them, oh, like, that was good. That was a good thing. Then why the fuck does he make Jessie kind of the worst at the end? When she finally does accept that she's beautiful, her personality changes drastically and she becomes the worst. Yeah. If you want to paint someone confident and, like, happy in who they are, have them be happy in who... Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get into that, too. So, oh, to summarize up
0: to this point yes. from what Refin says... yeah. We have a man writing a movie about how he thinks teenagers understand beauty, and he was inspired to write this by his wife. Got it. <laughs> moving on. Okay. How does he develop this idea in the film? How? Mostly light. <laughs> it's mostly through light. Yeah. But I'm going to save the bulk of that for you, because I know that's your thing. <gasps> uh, I nice. do want to talk about the guiding imagery for one scene yeah, yeah. in particular.
1: Nearly
0: <clears throat> no, speakies. So of course I am talking about the blue triangle when yes. Jesse is at the fashion show. Of course. She basically goes into the blue light, embraces her confidence, kisses her reflection, and comes out the neon demon. Yeah. And when I was writing my notes, I was like, Are you the neon demon from the title?
1: <laughs> Are, <laughs> Are these <me> the thieves? <laughs> from, from the, the title. title? <laughs>
0: i had to dig through our discord to find that sea of thieves meme
1: oh my god people who don't play sea of thieves probably don't give a shit but that's the Mm. funniest thing i've ever seen yep are these the thieves (laughs) the thieves
0: (laughs) those damn thieves
1: thieves (laughs) god sorry i'm still i'm still oh oh i've been blessed just (laughs) jumped up touched my hand like pat me idiot yep uh yeah okay I can I can't I can't form a thought because I'm still not over the 16 year old thing so it's gonna come back the 16 year old will oh, return thank <laughs> hey,
0: God so she kisses reflection comes up the right. neon demon and a lot of people understand the transition through that scene where like she is becoming herself like transitioning from like um, shy sheltered yeah pure whatever the fuck and then becomes the neon demon whatever right we'll get into that too but. There was a particular myth that the cinematographer was referencing, and okay. Refin too. So, as Natasha Brayer? I, think I don't know how to Brayer, say names. Brayer? But, eh. So, yeah. Natasha was a cinematographer. She said, the blue had a lot to do with the Greek myth Narcissus, mm-hmm. and to reflect Elle Fanning's climactic narcissistic moment. So, we did an abstract representation of going to the pond and looking at her reflection in the triangle. That's where she's going to transform into red and go from the Alice in Wonderland girl to the empowered help empowered beauty queen i almost said help queen
1: help queen <laughs> help i don't know
0: where that came from
1: <laughs> help queen please help.
0: it's very subtle it's done with just light and mirrors if we'd had another five million it could have been underwater but we had to do it with no money so it was a minimalist realization of the narcissist story and that's what I mentioned earlier, because you said it was a budget of, like, $7 million? Right. And so they were like, okay, well, if we had roughly double the budget, we could have done some underwater shit. <laughs> I'm
1: like, okay. I, mm, like, huh? listen, I'm not a cinematographer, and I don't work on movies, but you can do a lot with just some, some good uh, ingenuity. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've seen, you know, movies with no budgets. It's fine, whatever. It's fine. I'm, I wasn't there. I I'm that. not, I didn't work on The Neon Demon.
0: See, back in 2016, they didn't really have much technology. I so don't back you, you remember. <laughs> well, back in 2016,
1: they didn't have water. So oh, yeah. Water was a 2017 just, thing. That was a 2017 yeah. thing. I was thirsty up until then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good now, thank God. I was but, quite crusty. <laughs> <laughs> I was dry. <laughs> uh, no, that's interesting. That's, yeah. Because, like, I, I got the vibe, obviously. like I, I mean, the kissing reflection. Like, it's subtle. <laughs> it's <so laughs> subtle. It's not. No. But... It's uh, interesting that they were like, we wanted water, but yeah, blah, we'll uh, deal with
0: a mirror. I guess we'll do a trippy five-minute scene with reflections and light.
1: <laughs> so much to say. I do
0: want to take it back a little bit. So for anyone that yeah. doesn't have a copy of Mythology by Edith Hamilton on the shelf, it's right there, third book down so in the stack. <laughs> uh, the myth of Narcissus is mm-hmm. this. There's a young man who's gorgeous. Drop-dead gorgeous. Like He walks through the town, all the ladies are obsessed with him and shouting expressions of love, and he scorns them all. One disappointed young lass made a prayer to the gods saying, may he who loves not others love himself. And Nemesis, goddess of righteous anger, sometimes called revenge, was like, gotcha, babe. And she cursed Narcissus. So when he belt, belt? <laughs> When he bent over a clear pool of water to get a drink, he saw his own reflection and fell in love with it. He realized, ah, this burning desire and fierce love for my face is what other people must have felt how horrible to now understand how much it hurt to not have me. And he basically said that he couldn't bear to leave his reflection behind, so he just stared at himself until he died. And when the forest nymphs sought out his body to bury him, his body was not there, but a beautiful new flower was. It was a beautiful blue flower. So they named the flowers after him. So that's like the naming of the Narcissus flower. Yeah. But the most important part of the story is basically that someone self-absorbed becomes enamored with their own beauty, and that destroys them. Yeah. Yeah. So we're starting to see some connections between Jess okay, and our flower boy. Okay, right. It's all coming together. But what about the beauty of the other women? Refin had opinions. Oh,
1: yeah, he does. So
0: Refin said, you have to look at the three women. You have Abby Lee, who's external beauty. That's Sarah. Yeah. Bella Heathcote, Gigi, is a woman who tries to create beauty artificially. Right. And then you have Jenna Malone, who's all about inner beauty, virginity, and innocence. Beauty is one of the most complex subjects we have within this world because you have to look within yourself. And I was like, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Like what (laughs) all right (laughs) sir and then we get to the ritual cannibalism with ruby Gigi, and sarah heavily implied to be witches yeah and while i was researching i was looking for like a few specific things and largely i have my answers as i laid them out what's the point of the movie according to the director he set out to unpack societal relationships with beauty and narcissism i let him say his piece it's time for mine yeah bye (laughs) to start off with as we may have mentioned It really doesn't feel like a 16-year-old girl imagined this movie. No. It does not feel... It it feels like what a man imagines a 16-year-old girl to
1: be, perhaps, and... If this is what a man imagines a 16-year-old girl to be, Mm -hmm. disgusting, because... Don't like it. Literally, from the very beginning, they said, don't say you're 16, say you're 19. Yep. So, is that what you're imagining a 16-year-old girl is? Someone who lies? Mm Mm-hmm. That's someone who just says, like, is older? Like, what? what? Okay. We're gonna
0: get into a lot of this. (sighs) So... I mentioned this earlier, but having women on staff doesn't make something feminist. It's like, I don't want to diminish in any way their creativity and their skill and their contributions, but just by pointing out, like, it's not as simple as women worked on this project, so it's feminist now. It was headed by someone who doesn't have those lived experiences, just an idea of what he thinks it would be like. And I'm not going to say it can't be relevant or resonant with other people, but I didn't feel seen, I felt viewed.
1: So oh, like, yeah. Like, in Ginger
0: Snaps, we, you and I were both like, oh, this is so relatable. I can yes. like, feel these things because I felt them. Yeah. In this, I was like, I am watching this and I don't feel recognized.
1: Yeah, I, I feel, feel like, ogled. I feel like I'm on stage. Like, ugh.
0: And a review by Charlene Zhao in The Mary Sue really captured my feelings well. The reviewer basically says that Refn is trying to say it's a commentary on sexism and sexualization of girls and women, while at the same time doing that himself. Yeah. So, it- <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, Charlene says you can't have it both ways. You can't have an unnecessary and out-of-place dream scene where Keanu Reeves is slowly and gratuitously forcing Elle Fanning to deep throat a knife and then critique the sexualization of young girls. Oh, and another article pointed out the shower scene when Gigi Oh and... that made me
1: so mad.
0: I'm so fucking pissed. So Gigi and Sarah are washing Jesse's blood off themselves, while Ruby, also covered in blood, sits in the bathtub watching them. And the article, nope, the article of the writer. The article of the writer. (laughs) The writer of the article says, this does not feel like a 16-year-old girl. It feels like the fantasies from a 16-year-old boy. And that's why we get to the male gaze.
1: Because, like, how old are they supposed to be?
0: Uh, Sarah's in her, like, she's almost 30, so she's ancient. God, she's on death's
1: doorstep.
0: Mm -hmm. How can she even walk places? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know how Gigi... I don't know how old Gigi is. I, I thought they were, be
1: besides L Fanning's character, I assumed they were all in their 20s, like 23? Oh, they're all at
0: least 18 24. plus. They're probably in their 20s. Okay. Sarah's the older so one.
1: Where, where the fuck does this 16-year-old girl come in? Because all of these characters are older than that, besides one, and she's told to lie from the beginning. Mm-hmm. What? It's this, this whole thing that he's made is like a Jenga tower, mm-hmm. and... It, he took the wrong, he took the bottom piece out from the very beginning and it just went blah, 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 and just fell. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what you're trying to make, it's it's formed on nothing. Yeah. <laughs> what has, are you talking about? There's no
0: foundation. <laughs>
1: that's, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Like, there, there's no foundation here. He's like, oh, it's from the view of a 16 year old girl. But then he <laughs> contradicts that immediately. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, I'm heated. Remember when I said I liked this movie, gate? Yeah. I take it back.
0: Yeah, well. <laughs>
1: I think I just like the lights a lot. It's about to lot. get deeper.
0: <laughs> uh, so I mentioned the male gaze because right. it feels like this is like the the writer of the article in Vulture? I don't, it'll be in my extended show notes. Okay. I got paywalled. As is my Classic. Uh But basically the article said it doesn't seem like it's from the perspective of a 16 year old girl. It looks like it's material from a 16 year old boy's spank bank.
1: Yeah, it was like it does, does feel like
0: that. And so we've talked about this before a little bit, but the male gaze was G A Z E not G A Y S. Right. Uh was first talked about by John Berger. Berger. Don't know how to say his name. I'll get back to him. Yeah. And still not know how to say his name later. And it was popularized by Laura Mulvey. Basically, mm-hmm. it's just critiquing the way that we create images of women for consumption. More right. specifically, Mulvey and others assert that almost all media at the time it was written right. centers the perspective of a heterosexual male and only depicts women for the pleasure of the male viewer. And there are two levels to that. So it's for the pleasure of the male characters within the film right. and the viewing pleasure of the male audience. So in this perspective, male is viewer, woman is viewed. Obviously, the caveat that this is very cisnormative. <laughs> uh so the male gaze is kind of on its way out i'm not totally sure on that like this is not my area of study but basically people use it as like a starting point and mulvey has herself moved away from it but i think the important part is that we need to look at societal norms our understanding of gender and power structures when we're talking about subject versus object yeah so my general opinion on mulvey and like the formulation of the male gaze is basically like it's where you start it's not like oh the male gaze got it it's basically how I view the Bechtel test. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it may not actually be incredibly useful on its own in practice, but it does reveal patterns and it challenges us to ask more questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, the Bechtel test was derived from a point made in Alison Bechtel's graphic novel "Dykes to Watch Out For,"
1: mm-hmm.
0: and people use it as like a pass fail measure of good representation in media. Spoiler alert: they shouldn't. Right. Yeah. And the Bechtel test has three components. Does this piece depict two women who speak to each other about something other than a man? Mm-hmm. So, two women speak to each other about something other than a man. Like I said, it's an overly simplistic measure, and Bechtel never wrote it to become what it was. It was part of a yeah, comic. Yeah, it was. And other folks have put forward similarly simple scales, like comic book writer Kelly Sue DeConnick, who suggested the sexy lamp test. DeConnick <laughs> said if you can replace your female character with a sexy lamp and the story still basically works, maybe you need another draft. Yeah. And I think an even better test is the make O'Mori test that was suggested by Tumblr user Kyla. C-H-A-I-L-A. I I don't know how to say it, but uh, it was a pretty cool test. So the test references the only female protagonist of Pacific Rim from 2013. Mm -hmm. If you're bad at time like me, you need these reminders. (laughs) So to pass... The Make-O-Mori test: the piece of media needs a female character who has an independent narrative arc that is not dependent on or solely used to support a male character's narrative arc.
1: Oh, that's much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and we could keep digging further and further. But the only reason I really brought this up was to say that it's a starting point. So, like, yeah. you don't just say Bechtel test, got it, bam, out. Right, because like
1: this one, like I'm sh- this one passes it. Yeah, really but, like,
0: sexist movies can pass the Be- Bechtel test, and quality films about good. oppression it- can fail the test.
1: And I wanted to say this before you moved on because we were talking about like yeah. the male gaze and that shower scene. Mm. It felt like, and this is shitty because there is one character in the movie who is LGBTQ. It's never said, but implied like to be a lesbian, implied to be a lesbian. Ruby, Ruby, yeah. Ruby. Um, and, and it and she's watching them shower, and it's almost like. It felt like an insult. They were like, well, we can get away with this, like, sexy scene. Because, well, look, it's not for men. It's for Ruby. hmm Almost, like, because they were, like, had her in the shower, like, or in the bath watching them. And I was like, okay. Like, it felt like she was a prop in that moment. Yeah. And, and it that's... felt like she was literally put in this movie to be like, see? There's women and LGBTQ+. Like, oh. And it was mm-hmm. like, uh, no, like, yeah. okay. We're going to get to Ruby and tropes. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. Because, yeah. like, that made me so frustrated. Because you brought it up. And I was like, yeah, it made me mad. Because it felt yeah. like they were like, well, usually we people would be mad about this sexy shower scene. But don't worry. It's for Ruby. Like, no. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's, like, part of my
0: qualms. But I put it in tropes because it's a trope, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. We'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so... Basically, there's like this funny list of like songs that pass the Bechdel test and like movies that pass it. Like, depending on how you categorize a conversation, uh, Baby's Got Back can pass the Bechdel test because they say, (laughs) look at her butt. Right. It's not talking about a man. So it's basically saying like, this is a starting point. This is where you are like invited to look closer at media.
1: So it's not yes. like,
0: close the book. I know, don't wear, I figured out this is good media. It's not like saying, it's okay, not it's... doing the
1: work. It's like the no. table of contents. It's like, here's where to start. That's a an...
0: move on. Excellent like... way of explaining it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, back to the broader point. What do we have? We have a movie directed by a cis dude about how women experience and navigate beauty and vanity. And that's where I want to get back to John Berger in his yeah. book, of Seeing. Did you have a thing?
1: No. No, no, no. Just listening intently. (sighs) So
0: this is a quote that I've seen so much Mm -hmm. and is one that I just keep coming back to and I think about sometimes. I think about a lot. I think about Uh, it sometimes. (laughs) So I think about it sometimes every morning. So he talked about the use of mirror in popular works. Yeah. Quote. The mirror was often used as a symbol of the vanity of woman. Mm-hmm. The moralizing, however, was mostly hypocritical. You painted a naked woman because you enjoyed looking at her. You put a mirror in her hand and you called the painting vanity, thus morally condemning the woman whose nakedness you had depicted for your own pleasure.
1: Yeah. And to I me that quote. it always I oh, I think about it a lot, mm-hmm. which is weird. But yeah, like Every, now that you've yeah. said it, I'm like, yeah, I, I do think about that quite a bit, where it's like you can look at a photo of someone who's beautiful and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I post a bunch of selfies, everyone's like, oh, you're so conceited. And it's like, I'm just, for once in my life, happy that I look nice. Like, let me enjoy it just like you are enjoying it. Like, mm-hmm. And, like, obviously people are better about it now. But, like, that's still a thing. And that's so frustrating. Oh, that mm-hmm. painting makes me so mad with the mirror. and Vanity. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> if you will. You painted her naked. Let her enjoy it, too. Ugh. Yeah.
0: Like, so, I'm... <sighs> God, I'm gonna get back to the like vanity thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's also like a shit ton of mirrors in this movie, and so I think it's really interesting to talk about like how Refn mentions vanity, loads the thing with mirrors, but then, so. I really want to do, like, a study on mirrors and horror. I'm going to do it at some point. but it's. I'm gonna excited. Be like, okay.
1: There's so many movies with mirrors that it's hard to choose one. But I'm tempted to just give you one and be like, I want you to do this.
0: I think it has to be, like... Oculus? Uh-huh. <laughs> I wanna, but to see that one, I don't know. It's hardly about the mirror. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not really about the mirror. Yeah. Or Maybe it's about the mirror, that's... not the reflection. Exactly. Or like, yeah. Yeah. I think that what I'd have to do is do, like... Um, a meta study where i go over a bunch of different ways we could just do a
1: series (gasps) look at us just spitballing ideas here
0: so anyway the use of mirrors is varied in this film yeah but of course we do get the classic images of a woman admiring her own reflection we think ah the sin of vanity women are allowed to be beautiful but not know they're beautiful or admire it in themselves (laughs) so to me the most compelling aspect of this movie isn't like Look, a girl grew conceited and became a neon demon and was devoured by three witches hungry for beauty and youth, but more of like, we dropped a girl with restricted options into a toxic and destructive system and blamed her for what happened from there. And obviously the villains are shown to be Gigi, Sarah, and Ruby, but I feel like Jessie's also condemned for the turn that she takes after the fashion show. Yeah,
1: 100%.
0: And I want to like take a step back and ask, how are her options limited by society? How do we judge her for doing the best she can for herself operating within those restricted options? Yeah, she takes a dive into callousnessness. callousness. Callousness. Sis. Callousness. Callousness. Yes. There I was adding is. an extra ness. Same. I was like, no, you're right. I think the problem is that I had and narcissism after, and I was like, oh, oh God. No.
1: S city, baby. S city, bitch. S, S. <laughs> city, bitch. <laughs> it's
0: always at the forefront. Always. There. It's John Berger's way of sealing. Sealing? <laughs> it's John Berger's ways of seeing and rack city, bitch. <laughs>
1: They're always there. They're always there.
0: <laughs> uh, so she was literally a teenage orphan trying to survive in a patriarchal hellscape. Yeah, patriarchal capitalist hellscape. Ugh. So the writer of the Mary Art Nope <laughs> the writer of the Mary Sue article said, "Had the Neon Demon used Jesse's destruction as a means to talk about how danger is ascribed to female bodies and how that myth damages the way that one views themselves, there could
1: have been a really compacting dice compact." <laughs> You said compacting, and I fully just assumed it was a word. No. I was like, uh-huh, another word I don't understand. That's fine. Oh boy, you could have kept going. I would have never known.
0: <laughs> there could have been a really compelling dissection of beauty.
1: See, okay, and now we're into a part that I was like, sorry, I know I keep interrupting. Oh no, I'm just I just pumped about this. Okay, so like, this is why I liked this movie so much. It's because mm-hmm. I had no idea what he was trying to say. Yes, I was just taking what I thought it was about because mm-hmm. I've seen this movie before. I knew nothing of the director. I honestly, I kind of, like, I I was, like, I saw that it was written by, like, two women. And I was, like, okay, well, maybe, like, it's their, like, maybe I'm taking from it, like, what they put into it. But then I'm, like, I don't know. Like, this movie just has so many things that make me mad. Mm -hmm. So I knew nothing about what he put in it. I was just saying, like, taking from it what I wanted. Yeah. And that's why I liked it so much. Now, hearing this, I'm, like, man, like, this sucks. It hearing what a director wanted when a director is shitty yeah really just takes away from a movie because like i'm just i'm feeling my like for this movie just go plummet that's
0: as i was researching nord nord
1: nord (laughs) it's been a day
0: i'm really struggling so as i was researching nerd corner i liked it less and less the more i heard from the director and there's a little bit more to this quote I think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It cool if I jump back. To yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we'll so uh, there could have been a really compelling dissection of beauty. How many times have young girls been told that their bodies are dangerous, tempting things to be scared and worried about, blamed for the violence that others inflict upon their bodies? So that's where we get into yeah. victim blaming. And that's where we go with
1: this movie. Yeah.
0: And so I guess like the TLDR of this nerd corner is basically like, Refn was trying to make a commentary or maybe just reflection on beauty, vanity, and narcissism but I think he missed the mark because we didn't get a piece that dissected societal pressures. Instead, we saw how women will literally devour each other to get ahead. With enough, enough like context and development, a movie could use this plot point to really critique societal pressures and how they distort yeah. us and restrict our choices, but it didn't feel like Refn did that here and the weight of the blame ultimately settled on the characters, not it did. society. It,
1: it, like that's, I think that's what's so shitty about it. Yep. Is it like when I watch it, my blame is on everyone else it's Mm -hmm. not on these people that do these things like those these women it's on everything that caused it but now that i'm like listening to his like reasoning behind everything i'm like so you put it all on them what like Mm -hmm.
0: what (laughs) because i think he had like the kernel of something there but the way he developed it was just so like yeah cis and heteronormative instead of being shitty
1: yeah like, I genuinely did enjoy this movie until I, like, realized that, like, it's literally, that the director's an ass, basically. Like, I thought that the intention behind it was to blame society, not the women in the movie. But clearly, I, oh my And it's God. like, he
0: might have been trying
1: to ultimately go for that, but he didn't develop it he enough did not to develop do it enough. that. It really takes a nosedive. Like, yeah. it really, it, like, starts to get there, and you start to feel like that's what it is. And then it just, it just does, it feels rushed. It feels like he he didn't actually know what he wanted to say. And so he was just like, I don't know. Let's see what sticks. Like, yeah. That's frustrating. And that's society. Ugh. Well, I'm not done. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> what makes me so mad is it like watching this movie, I took it as, hold on. I have a note about it. and It's, it's going to be so hard to find. Oh, boy. Here we go. I just took, it took so many. Um, so basically I, I, I took it as like Elle Fanning, I think from the beginning knows that she's pretty cause she has this whole speech with the photographer that she meets about how she's not good at anything and she doesn't know how to do anything, but she knew she was pretty and she knew that she could like do something with that. So like from that moment I was like, oh, so this is going to be basically a dissection of like. What happens when we put all of our worth into mm, our looks? Yeah. Which is what society basically does. Mm. Society says, like, if you're not pretty, like, people won't love you. You won't get this. You won't get, that, like, anything. So I was like, oh, so this is going to be a look at, like, what happens when she thinks it's all she has. And then what happens when that's reinforced by the modeling world. Like, when they're like, yeah, like, you are really pretty. Yeah, you are naturally pretty. Everyone wants to be you. So I thought it was supposed to be... Like, that's why I thought that Elle Fanning became a little villainized. Because I thought it was supposed to be, like, her worth is in her beauty. Now she believes it. Now she also thinks that, like, other people's worth are in their beauty. So Mm -hmm. she's looking down on people that she doesn't think meet that. And I thought it was supposed to villainize her to be, like, society made her like this. That's why she's a villain. Because she was taught to act like this. Yeah. But no, turns out... (laughs) <laughs> because, like, he was just like what's what happens when you think you're pretty <laughs> what you, what and it's like a bunch of reviewers were like you
0: had the like kernel you had of had basically like um the fashion industry will chew you up and yeah. spit you back out and it becomes like this very literal like yeah, devouring like, thing but it just right. wasn't built up enough no. to actually do that and so he does blame his characters instead of
1: blaming right, society like he had it you he was he was so close like what fucking idiot you were there all you had to do was just blame the right person like i and the Ah! if we want to get even
0: angrier uh uh, there are like no characters of color oh i was gonna bring that up yeah i I was like there's none if they were there they were in the background they were not named (sighs) characters and so he could have made it a societal critique about how whiteness is centered in fashion But he didn't. They just don't exist.
1: I almost thought that it was going to be at first. Because, like, when you see the model lineup, I was like, okay, so this is going to be. They all look the same. I thought that was intentional. I was like, oh, like, besides the fact that Elle, we'll get to it. But, like, my notes, Elle was very soft looking. Mm -hmm. Like, Elle Fanning's character, like, Jessie, she's very soft. And, like, most of the other characters were very harsh. Mm. Um, And I'll describe it more once I get to my notes. But, like. I thought, like, oh, that's the point. Like, the only thing that sets her apart is just that she is, like, younger and she has a very soft look to her. No, it turns out, like, he's just like, what what's pretty? Oh, white people. Basically. Like, basically yeah. what he said is, like, what what's beauty? A bunch of white women who look pretty much the same. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. It's just, like, another layer of he could have used this <gasps> to critique society, but instead he just reinforced it.
1: Hot damn. God, all right. Ugh, I'm angry enough. Let, I want to talk about the the one thing that has makes this movie okay, and that is the lighting. and The lighting and just the cinematography in general. Chef's kiss. I, it's the one beautiful thing in this movie. And, like, the plot was so close to being good. Like, not knowing all of this. And just taking from it what I wanted to take from it, I've liked it. I was like, yeah, like, that is interesting. Because in the movie, I'm blaming society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently not. He wasn't. So what a big old dum-dum. But whatever. Here we go. Um, I like that the movie basically starts out with a quote that says something about fresh meat. Mm-hmm. Who wants sour milk when you can get fresh meat? And I was mm-hmm. like, ha-ha! I see what you've done there because you're going to eat her. Are um, you food or are you sex? Oh, God. Yeah. And, like, that was it. Like, they start off this movie so fast from being, like, like your, your worth is in your beauty. You are these two things or you're nothing mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, they started off so strong with this, like, are you this or you that? You can't be anything else. Quick, let's put this girl in a box. And it's, like, they were so close. I'm going to talk about this movie from my perspective from now on.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: So... I loved the part where she's taking these photos and like she has that thing that's making her something to covet. And you don't really know what it is at first because all the women do look the same. Again, I thought that was on purpose. I was like, these women look the same. Jessie doesn't look that much different. But like, you can see a difference. There's something. There's something about Jessie that you're like, what is What is it that I'm like, I love her. Um, Come to find out, it's literally just that she like, Knows she's pretty. I mean, that's really what it is. Once you get, like, deeper into the movie, you find out, like, she's just confident, knows that she's pretty, and she's happy with who she is. And that's really what is, like, setting her apart. Hmm. And it's that she's a very soft, she has soft features, like... And she's young. She's young. She's very, like, natural in a way, like, where she's, like, she's not trying to be beautiful. I think that's what all of these women are coveting. Because she's just her that's what I took from it was like, that's what they're coveting. Um, they keep saying she's like clean. And it's like, yeah, like she's just, it's weird. It's like, she's not tainted by this fashion world yet. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, oh, of course, everyone's going to love her. Little do they know, they're like, it's just because she loves herself or oh, whatever. Okay. Uh, I said, she's already becoming obsessed with this world though. When she's in that shoot with that guy. Which, this is my favorite shot in the whole friggin' movie. Um, oh, God. No wonder I was so confused. I was, like, looking at my notes. I was like, it feels like this is farther ahead. Further ahead. It's because I was on page three. Huh? <laughs> Not page one. Um, oh, God. I have so much to say, Kate. I'm sorry. I love the open. Obviously, you get this, like, wild photography shoot. But you have a lot of, like, intense primary colors. So it's very childlike. I think in a way to be like, look at this child, basically <laughs> like she's beautiful, but like that's a child and they have these primary colors. Cause like primary childlike, um, but it's so adult too. Cause you have this blood. So you have an adult theme, childlike colors. It's like a weird mix. Um, you also have a lot of deadpan shots, which is great. Then you have this awesome shot where like they're taking photos. There's a flash of the photo and then she's just gone. The couch is just empty, still covered in blood. Again, I was like, mm-hmm. Okay. I see. I see what you're doing. <laughs> Cause it's it's all that's gonna be left of her soon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I also wrote, I don't trust Ruby.
0: <laughs>
1: that was in the very tippy top of my notes. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh-uh, Ruby, I don't You're right? <laughs> I was like, I don't trust you. Uh fresh faced, beautiful, already dead is like what I wrote. Cause like those are her photos. Like mm-hmm. she looks so fresh and beautiful and nice, but she's covered in this blood. And I was like, She's already just a little bit sucked into this world because she wants it so bad. Um, I did love the photo shoot. I got so mad when they were like, oh, a little less amateur. I was like, these are great. I oh, thought that
0: was really cool. I was like, these photos are so cool. Um, I have to imagine they took issue with the shutter speed. I don't know anything about photography. I just threw out a term. <laughs> I was like, I thought a shutter speed was okay. Like, <laughs> no, I'm like... <laughs> To me, when I was watching, I was like, well, they could not be critiquing the composition of the scene because it was floorless. It must be because the way he moved the camera was bad. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he over-edited it and put like an Instagram filter (laughs) on it. Yeah, (laughs) They were like, we just don't like these. Honestly, we just got bad editing. It'll ruin a photo. The
1: Nashville filter's too much. We don't like the Nashville filter. He didn't use the rule of thirds. That's... Mm -hmm. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I... I also said, like, neon lights are, like, once she gets into, like, uh, this party with Ruby and her friends and she's meeting everybody, notice how, like, she's the only one in clothing that's not, like, tight or, like, form-fitting or dark. Like, she's wearing, like, a kind of, like, almost like a flowy, flowery top. She
0: wears very, like, light pastel, flowy
1: dresses, flowy shirts. Which most of the places that she is is very pastel until we'll get to it. Um, so yeah, she, she stands out mostly just because she is very soft. Her features are so soft. Everyone else has like blunt cut, like straight hair. Uh, like Ruby's hair is so straight. So and contoured. So contoured. And like all the women have like intense cat eyes. Like they have very sharp features. And I, it's a, you know, very intense comparison. When you look at Jessie, who has like soft flowing curls, pretty round face, a nose. that's like pretty round as well. She stands out (laughs) without having to do much, which is interesting. Um, But then you get there and there's the neon lights, which are usually fun and, like, you know, partying. But it, like, it just looks sinister. Like, this party doesn't look like a party. You don't see a lot of other people unless it's just kind of (laughs) weird. Like, the show that they put on. You never really know what's happening. I said that, like, I loved it because um it looks like another world it looked like an alien world when mm-hmm. they're in um anything that is like a photo shoot modeling area anything that had to do with like her modeling career did not look like earth it was mm-hmm. weird
0: it was so isolating and yes
1: very sterile
0: mm-hmm. it was very sterile when it's like that room that you just see like a person standing whatever and it's like white
1: completely white uh, around so there's no
0: shadows there's yep. nothing but light and whiteness and then as it slowly pans away and zooms out you see that it's like in like a big ass warehouse and it's a white backdrop yeah and, but it's just like so strange because you feel out of space you, yes and you
1: get that with like even when she goes to the um the agent to like show her the photos you're in this huge room with like a bunch of windows and the colors are like really intense. And it's like, where are you? You lose a sense of where you are because it's like this other world that like, almost like you couldn't get to. And again, I don't know what the fuck he was trying to do. But in my mind, I took it as like, this is a world that we all want to be in. But like, so few get to go. So they made it like a place you've never been. Because it was like, Oh, like uh, you don't look like this. So this is somewhere you'll never be, kind of thing. Like supposed to make it look like, supposed to make it look like, trying to make it look like something that you couldn't quite place and you could never get to. That's how I took it. Is I was like, oh, cool. They're trying to make it look like a different place that you couldn't be. Um, also, I wrote bi light. <laughs> had some I bi lighting, sweet, sweet bisexual lighting. Yeah. I was like, oh. I love it. I wrote it in all caps in my notes. I know it's probably not on purpose, but you know it's there. Um, And I wrote, she's so soft compared to the other models. For now. (laughs) Um, Also, I said a lot of the sexual tension in this movie, for me, before I knew what this was supposed to be, for me, all of the sexual tension that you get from these characters stems from envy. All of it. Like, besides maybe Ruby, because she is technically sexually attracted to Mm Jesse, but like the other two they do have this weird like sexual energy that they bring to the yeah, scenes with like Jesse. Yeah. But it's not that they want to like have sex with her. So they generally just want to be her. So mm-hmm. they are like yeah. So that's what I took from it. I was like it's supposed to be like they just want to be her. Um they immediately size her up, deciding to compete with them uh like just right away from the very beginning. And it's so hard to watch. Uh, again it's so hard knowing that this isn't even what he meant to do but just like the society puts women against each other immediately and this one was oh it was so hard uh all the girls look so similar in the strobe light i loved that you get the strobe light where it's switching between the, all the women mm-hmm. they just look the same mm-hmm. which again maybe that wasn't on purpose for him but for me i was like oh it's a critique on how like society tells us how to look you can't even tell us apart sometimes when, like, women are told, like, this is the ideal look. Okay, well, now we all look the same. Like, ugh. um, Then you get to her, like, amazing, horrible motel. I say amazing just because it was so weird and beautiful on the inside, like, the way it was um, set up. Don't, not actually to live there. <laughs> I meant the set design was beautiful. Because um, it's so pastel. But still looks like another world, sort of. Like, it's all, it's got all these leaves and these pastel colors. And it's very pretty compared to this neon party she's in. But it's in this grimy, disgusting hotel. So it's weird. You get this, like, vibe of, like, oh, it's soft, just like her. But then you see, like, the city outside and this nasty, like, parking lot with these this horrible man. And you're like, okay, maybe not so pretty. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was just, like, interesting. Um, I have more oh i love the silence they use silence a lot in this movie. i had that in
0: my notes too okay good i'm yeah. glad it wasn't just me um in so many scenes there's only diegetic sound yes and it's
1: really cool i just think silence in movies can be used so well and i love when it is because then it's just like it forces you to just be like look around mm-hmm. <laughs> even when you like don't want to oh uh, it's it's so neat um yeah, I basically just wrote, like, I like the motel because it looks soft and natural compared to every other setting you get within, like, this modeling world. Um, because it is, like, real. Especially when they go to um, that overlook with the photographer mm. when they're looking out at the lights. It's almost like they've escaped because you get this, like, natural silhouettes and, like, really pretty lighting. It's neon over there. But, like, where they are, it's, like, actual light, like, natural lighting. And it's like, ooh, what a fun difference people believe what they are told. That quote really got to me. (laughs) Mm. Because it was, it's true, again. (laughs) I read into it as if we were blaming society. Mm -hmm. All of my notes are before I knew all this, so I'm so bad. But yeah, they tell her like, how old are you? She says 16. She goes, tell people you're 19. And she's like, well, people really believe that. And the agent says like, people are going to believe what they're told. Mm. And it's true because like, Society will sell us anything. And it's like, believe it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you tell someone enough, you just keep telling them, yeah, of course they're going to believe it. Why question it? Ugh! Um, A lot of red light. It got very ominous. It was very much like, come here, it's hell. <laughs> um, but then you get a lot of, like, cool lilac colors with her, specifically. Mm. Which is just such an opposite to red. Like, you just get this, like, not opposite, but you get, like, such a change. I love that. It's a very innocent looking color. Like when you see lilac, it's, you know, it's just, just a nice, pleasant color compared to like bright red. Um, then I said, let's see if that changes. Huh? That's Spoiler I it does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of pink with her too as well, which, um, and then I wrote, she equates all of her worth with her beauty, which sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, You do get like, once she's back in the city, you get that hint of red light and you're like, no, she's back. (laughs) She was almost free. I wrote Keanu Reeves, my man. And then I wrote, no, ew. Yeah. (laughs) I was so
0: upset. I had a note (laughs) when I was watching. It was like, Keanu. Oh. Literally, I was
1: like, no, Keanu. (laughs) I have to remember that Keanu Reeves genuinely is just a good person outside of this movie. And I'm like, it's okay. Like. He's not shitty. At least not yet. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Everyone's on thin ice. ice. Everyone's <laughs> on thin ice. Uh, I did write... Men the m- are unnoticed. <laughs> I did write the mountain lion. Ooh, the foreshadowing. Like, <laughs> I was like, ah, the beast within.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, had, I wonder what the mountain lion symbolized. Her invasion or how other people will prey upon see, her. See, that's
1: how I saw it too. Because I was like, but you notice how it like doesn't attack her. So you're kind of like, it's weird. It's like the mountain lion is a wild animal. But the real it's so cheesy but the real animals though in this movie are the jealous models because like she's being stalked by this animal but it's like leaving her alone but the real thing she has to worry about are these women who like genuinely want to eat her
0: one of the interviews had him talking about like the way that people in los angeles view animals what what are you it wasn't like he wasn't saying like that was the purpose of the mountain lion but it was like one of the things that like they asked him about few times about the mountain lion scene and he explained like different aspects and he was like and of course it's also like the way that people in los angeles view nature and wildlife and stuff and i was like of course it is sure yeah. that was clear
1: oh god you know any i okay everybody from now on i made this movie <laughs> we're reading it from my point of view <laughs> fuck this man uh, What i say goes what kate says goes is, we wrote this movie and nikion demon oh <laughs> Everyone keep watching. Join our Patreon. I'll make it with the, <laughs> the Nicondry. <laughs> I don't even need to change the movie. I just need to just tweak it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, I said even Ruby has her sharp features. Anytime they're in a modeling type atmosphere, it's so sterile and artificial looking. Mm. Which, you know, like, that's also a controversial thing. Is like with the one model that, like, they called mm-hmm. her the bionic woman. Yeah, Gigi. Gigi. Um, there's nothing wrong with plastic surgery. Like, if you don't like something about yourself and you change it okay yeah who cares like but they make this a bad thing again it was like it stop it it's a societal (laughs) thing so uh, i don't know this fully white screen ah this is my favorite shot it was just gorgeous with her just sitting there and she looks so innocent and you know like this isn't good you know what i mean like it's nothing bad really happens but it's not good with this photographer who is just painting her with gold paint and it's like an intimate moment where you're like, ew, but that's all there is. It's like she can't get out. They're just in this space and ugh. That's
0: when emptiness feels like a trap instead of like yes. an enclosed space feels tight. It's like the emptiness, the yeah. void. It's like makes there it is room, insane.
1: but there's nowhere. Like there's when nowhere. you see this bright white thing with nothing, it, it's yeah. it's like a disgusting scene. It's a gorgeous shot. And she's gold and she comes out of this thing feeling like, oh, it went really well. And it's like, I did it. <laughs> I did it though. <laughs> this photographer sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. And then she's being observed by this photographer like she's barely a person. I wrote, fuck this man. And then I oh, wrote, yeah. up close shot of her eye though was beautiful. They give this up close shot of like her eye with the makeup. And it's like, she looks so scared and it's just her eye. And I'm like, Elle Fanning. You go, girl. (laughs) That's some acting. What she was given, she really did. Like the fact that you could tell how she was feeling just from her eye. I was like, oh, beautiful, good, love it. Um, He looks at her like she's his creation, Mm
0: -hmm. and I, oh, that part made me so mad. Yeah, because like in that moment, he was basically like, okay, I had a few notes in this section where it's like the slow, exacting gaze of a man at the top of his field. Yeah. I get so fucking pissed when it's, I get mad about a lot of things, but this time, (laughs) it's basically when it's like, oh man, the photographer's so talented, and it's like, if there is a living being on the other side, they were doing work too, so it's like, the model has incredible talent, it's not that, like, the photographer has to chisel out art among this, and so I get so, like, I thought it was really interesting in those scenes where you see the scene changing because the photographers moving the lights are flashing but the models never move a muscle no. that entire time and you're like okay well you can see how grueling it would be to stand completely still and it's, it's just wild. like he wants them to look vacant so that he can fill them up with he what he thinks they exactly should
1: be. and that's also what this like white thing can be because it's a blank canvas mm-hmm. so it's like i'm gonna make this what i want to make it it's like, that's not a blank canvas. That's a human.
0: And the way he touches her body is just like total disregard for her as human. It's like it's she's her not her as his set piece. Exactly. And, and she. It's
1: disgusting. It, yeah. Like, and it's, again, like, if it hadn't been the shitty director, I thought it was supposed to be like, she almost looks like she's happy about it or enjoying it. And I think it's supposed to be like, in my mind, it was supposed to be like, society's telling you what to do like this man this man is saying like this is what i want and she's finally like oh great i am something that someone desires Mm -hmm. now because again it's she's putting all of her worth and her beauty and here's this person giving you what he thinks is beautiful Mm -hmm. and it's like they've given you you've done it that's it yeah and to, to me it
0: felt so much like someone finally recognizes my worth. I am, like, being viewed as the art I am. And she's being groomed because she Literally. is 16. 16. Yeah, it was... She it was said just, she was 19, so he would have seen a parental... Whatever. He knows matter. that she's not fucking 19.
1: Exactly. People believe what they're told. Exactly. So it was like... People believe what they want. Exactly. And I was like... Ugh. So, yeah, it was just so... If it hadn't been the city director, this would have been a great scene to be like, look, like... The, Men will do what they want with women's bodies because they're not people. They're what they want them to be. Mm -hmm. That's all it had to be. And then you, whatever this fucking director. Mm -hmm. Ah! Uh, I did write that the music is also really beautiful. Oh yeah. It's very serene and soft while still being kind of, like I said, otherworldly. Like it has this like spacey vibe to it. So it just solidifies that feeling of being somewhere like that you you don't know, like this weird other planet. It was awesome. And then I wrote, Ruby seems to care. There's that part where she comes out and she's like, are you okay? Like, I could stay. It's not a problem. But her motives are not, like, it doesn't matter. Like, we know obviously what happens at the end. But, like, Ruby does not care. Like, she really just wants to be there so she can be this hero for Jesse and be like, oh, see, I took care of you. And she does. Like, she really succeeds in that. So fuck you, Ruby. <laughs> fuck you, Ruby. Um, I I said she seems to care for now. I think she just has a crush. It's more than that. She's obsessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, being kind for her own reasons. And then, uh, I loved this part. Uh, they pretend like not to know her name, and I think that's so cruel and like a they're obsessed with her clearly kind of way where she walks in and they're like, Oh, who is this again? And they're like, Jesse. And they're like, Oh yeah. Like Gigi and the other, Oh, what, what's her Sarah. name? Sarah. And I'm like, Oh, come on. You know her fucking name. You know her name because you are watching her career like a hawk. You know her name. And like when Gigi <sighs> met her,
0: as soon as Sarah was like, Oh, is it a good thing that you oh, have know. All this plastic?" She's like, Oh, I heard your parents are dead. Yep.
1: So like she has a memory for yeah. details. When Jesse, oh, I loved that. When Jesse's like, is that a good thing? And I don't think she's asking it to be cruel. She's genuinely just like, I don't know anything about this this yet. Like, is that a good thing? And she's just like, your parents are dead. <laughs> what a comeback, Gigi. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Um. Okay, hold on. I. God, my notes are just random. So I was like, what the fuck did I even write? I wrote, he's not even looking. Oh. Yeah.
0: I Sarah know what I'm talking about scene. yet.
1: Yeah, the scene with the, yeah, so they're in like the, the what is it? Like it's casting a casting call. call. And she he's not even watching this girl walk. Uh, is it Sarah?
0: Yeah, it's Sarah. So basically. Sarah the, just looks so different. Yeah, she does. It's I did a lot of double takes. Me too. I was like, how, I thought this
1: was just another character I didn't know. No, that's like, for sure
0: Sarah. I okay. questioned it for a while. Me too. But um, basically in this scene you have this woman that's like. There are two people. There's the guy that's doing, like, the casting, a woman sitting next to him that is also somehow official, but her presence is never explained, (coughs) and then a person that's largely off-screen basically saying, this is so-and-so. Right. Show us the walk. And one of them, like, tells the man, like, oh, this is Sarah. You remember her from this? And from that one's like, oh. And then he starts working on, like, his little pocket square, like, fluffing you, it up or something. You
1: get it if this movie hadn't of a shitty director? That scene is hysterically yeah. awful. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm laughing, but I'm like, oh, my God. Like, he is so into his little pocket square. He's so into his little pocket square. And poor Sarah is just, like, she's walking her heart out. And he's just like, okay, whatever. And he's doing wow.
0: it to show how little, how he, little cares he cares about her. And then she realizes when she finishes the walk, he hasn't seen a goddamn thing. She's like... Would you like me to do it again? He says, "No." Ugh,
1: that so, scene, yeah, was so upsetting. Yeah, oh, this is this is the page that I was on when I accidentally started, and I was like, "Where were we?" Huh? This was my favorite quote in the whole movie: "Was they're all winter and you're the sun," mm. because yeah, she has that thing like she's she's not that much different from them, but there's just something that, about her that everybody can feel, and it's just that she like knows that she's just confident and you get that in this scene with the mirror after the casting call he obviously is in love with her and he's like yes i have to have you blah 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 so she gets the casting call she gets it and then they go to the bathroom and sarah's just like is it Sarah?" Mm -hmm. okay sarah has just like fucked up this mirror and she's pissed as she should be and fucking jesse's just like Something, some she says something about not liking yourself. Sarah does, correct? You know, the line I don't remember. She says, I'm a ghost, no one sees me, right? And then she says, and
0: then she's like, What must it be like to walk into a room and know you're beautiful and that everyone is like, right, waiting for you? And she's like, It's everything,
1: <laughs> right? But she says, Oh, sorry, no, no, you're right. If right after that or right before that, she says something about like, I don't like the way I look, blah blah blah. And Elle Fanning's character Jesse just goes, I do, mm-hmm. and then that's when you realize that like. The thing that people want is just that Jesse's confident. Like she knows she's pretty and that's not a bad thing. Like I I don't know why he, I, I don't understand his reasoning for like making it this weird obsession. I'm like, you can be happy with how you look. It, that's what they wanted all along. I thought was supposed to be like, Jesse was just happy with who she was and everyone wanted that. I, she was content and I don't know. Cause like, then she cuts her hand and Sarah just goes wild and is like, yeah. give me a piece of that confidence. Yum, yum, yum. Ugh, gross. If somebody came up to me and they were just like, I like the way I look. I'd be like, give me what? Yeah, come here. Yeah. <laughs> I'd suck the blood out of their hand for that. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to be happy and like, you know, but society puts a lot of pressure on you. So mm-hmm. like, I'm not. But That's just how it is. Like that's, it's gotten better, but that's just this life, baby. So, of course, if somebody has that, like, you're gonna want it, you know? She is the sun. She's fucking melting all these other women away. Poor, poor Jesse. Poor, poor Sarah. Ugh. Oh, and then I just wrote, Ruby does makeup for dead people.
0: <laughs> yeah. I saw Ruby, like, enter the morgue, and I was like, is she a coroner? The moonlight? And then all I right. realized, oh, she has makeup for the dead. This makes sense now.
1: Yeah. Because, like, you have this scene where she's just, like, sucking the blood off her hand. And I'm like, she'll do anything to have a bit of her beauty even eat her. And then I'm like, oh, Ruby does make up for Debbie. Well, <laughs> okay. And then I wrote, of course she does. Mm. I don't know why. <laughs> well, but I... The whole movie,
0: because, like, I knew I was watching a horror movie. Right. And so I, was, I am distrustful by nature. Very skeptical of things. Right. was like, oh, Ruby's bad. Like, right, from... Like, right away. Because she's, like, watching um jesse in the mirror washed like the fake blood off of her and she's like oh i'm sorry am i staring and it's like you literally were the first person to say something like yeah and every single interaction they had was just like dripping with like sensuality exactly
1: and it felt shitty the whole time i feel like like she had this intent like it's, it's her intention that is bad what she's doing isn't necessarily bad. She's like, "Oh, give me a call. I want to take care of you. Come to this party with me." Blah blah. blah. But her intention behind this was literally just to have Jesse for herself. Yeah, it was never anything else. So like, it's not what she's saying. It's just the intent behind it that's like, oh, "I don't like Ruby." I mm-hmm. knew that what she was doing wasn't right. Like I'd seen this before, but it'd been a long time, and I remember being like, "I don't like Ruby." Like there's something. As I recall, <laughs> boy, was I right. Hmm? Um. I also, oh gosh. Um. Oh, uh, this shot was really pretty. Do you remember the shot where she's in the right before the runway, where like Gigi is realizing that she's in it, um, and like L Fanning is sitting. I need mean, keep I need to choose a name, Jesse or L. Huh? Jesse is sitting in the the seat in front of the mirror, and you're seeing this conversation like almost in the mirrors. Oh, it was such a pretty shot. That was one of my
0: favorite things because it's in profile almost the whole time. But the only moments where you see their full faces instead of just in profile is when Gigi's admiring herself.
1: Exactly. And you also see the conversation happening from the profile, but it's really dark. So it's like kind of hard to see. But if you watch it within the mirrors,
0: then it's it's nice and bright.
1: But you notice like Jessie's kind of is the brightest too. Like when she's sitting down, other people are sitting at these tables you know, before you really get to the conversation. But, like, hers seems to be the only one, and is so bright. And then Gigi is like, well, that's my seat. Like, that's where I sit. So she sits down. But then Jesse moves over, and it's just as bright. Like, it, it doesn't take anything away. I thought that was such a cool moment where Gigi's mm-hmm. like, mm, but that's my chair. And I'm like, it doesn't matter where she sits. like, uh, she's pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, And I said, uh, she gives these uh, horrible backhanded compliments uh-huh, oh, you're masculine. She was the queen of a compliment. Mm-hmm. From the first moment when she's like, I heard your parents are dead. And she's just like, oh, yeah, it's so nice to look so masculine or whatever. And I'm like, what about her? Like, okay. All right, Gigi. Gigi's gorgeous too, I right? Goodness. Um, Oh, and then, okay, so now we're at the wild part, <laughs> which I'm sure you have stuff to say as well. It's going to be a long one, folks. Buckle up. Buckle up. I'm really sorry. So, um, (laughs) she gets to this moment. She's getting to the runway. And all of a sudden, you know, it goes away. And you have this moment that we talked about that's supposed to be reminiscent of, like, Narcissus. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay. You have this moment with, like, Narcissus, but, you know, couldn't have water. Can't have water. So we're going to have no. So you get this, like, triangle.
0: What is the. symbol me oh god this got. i went down like a reddit rabbit hole which i hate doing oh god and basically there are a ton of different interpretations for the triangles yeah one of the most compelling to me was like this triangle of forces where it's like okay. Gigi, sarah and ruby okay because they're like the dominant forces in her life but then there's also like a triangle is the strongest um foundation right in terms of like structural integrity yeah um and so like it's a grounding thing but then there's also like the trinity the father son the Holy right, Ghost. Right. but then there's also like mind body spirit like there's so okay. many different ways he actually did have a reason for why triangles i don't give a
1: shit what was, <laughs> was he just like oh my wife loves triangles bitches love triangles just love triangles put them in <laughs> i was i didn't really understand the meaning of the triangle as much as just like the lighting i was like cool the lighting was really
0: the driving force
1: it really with with it being so blue i kind of assumed i was like okay it's it's very like water like so i was like all right i mean um so you see her in this the silhouette um you get these like really intense blue lights which in my mind was supposed to be like who she is now blue is usually like a very innocent kind of color like it's very I feel like it usually, when you see, like, a blue, you kind of equate it to being, like, clean and fresh. Uh, Those lights quickly switch to, like, reds and pinks and, like, intense colors. And I'm like, okay, so it's, this is clearly her losing it. Like, this is it. She's in this world. In my mind, it was, like, her last step of, like, I'm in this now. Yeah. And I know it was supposed to be his bullshit. In my mind, it was me, it was her taking all of her beauty and making that all she is. Mm. and accepting that yeah so taking this horrible thing that society has told you and just assuming it's true so that's what i thought i thought it was her last step in losing all that she could be and putting all of her eggs in this basket of being like i'm beautiful that's what i am yeah because she kisses her reflection she gets all these things i was like and if you notice like she loses those soft features yep she's got this intense cat eye she just doesn't look as soft as she did she has that intense slicked back ponytail She's lost, like, the soft look that she had. Yeah. So in my mind, I was like, yeah, she's the neon demon now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, oh, it's because she thinks that she is only beautiful. Yeah. So that's what I took it as. I was yeah. like, I don't give a fuck what this man says. That's what I said. When, yeah. You get some really pretty silhouettes. I love a good silhouette, <laughs> as you know. Um, I said this is the moment she loses that that naive innocence and she knows that she's good she knows that she's better her hair is left less soft she looks like all the other women in a way now yep um i thought i just wrote this Booth looks dark (laughs) uh i don't know what booth i'm speaking of do you know what oh at the (laughs) restaurant okay Yeah. yeah 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 so this was one of the few moments where i was like cool it didn't look quite as otherworldly as like the other scenes but it still was so dark. It was like, there is that splash of neon from like the exit sign. Almost like, yeah, like we're in a booth. This isn't a different world, but it's still creepy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Then I wrote, drag his ass, Dean.
0: (laughs) And then Dean gets his ass dragged right back. He
1: and then he just leaves and you never see Dean again, really. As (laughs) the men fade. (laughs) They just fade away. (laughs) He gets a, uh, another marble reference he gets Thanos snapped just gone <laughs> never seen I've never seen Shrek um. <laughs> yeah so like that part was great because like you have again a man tearing down a woman who is gorgeous and another man being like she's fine like that's not an insult like he's just uncomfortable and with the girl that he wants to be exactly. with exactly so so like you're taking what he said to be like oh yes yeah, see she's not great and I'm like that's not what he said at all no you're just an ass mm-hmm. that is comparing women to other women which is what causes all of this horrible animosity (sighs) had the fucking (laughs) intention behind this movie been (laughs) not shitty this would have been a great moment to be like see men pit women against each other and it causes bullshit Mm -hmm. (sighs) but whatever um when she... Oh, 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 yeah. I said, drag his ass, Dean. And then I wrote, oh, let's hope the mountain lion gets him. Because I thought Keanu was going to get eaten by the mountain lion. Oh, that would have been great. He walks into the room and does that horrible scene we talked about with uh-huh. the knife. And I was like, this is it. The mountain lion's going to get him. And it's supposed to be like, she's like, I'm on top now. And no, no. unfortunately, that is not what happened. there was
0: like sympathetic gagging during that scene.
1: Yeah, I was not happy. It was very gross. I There's like a it. Basically a whole scene where like he assaults her. And it's not really do we know if it's real it's not really clear no it's if supposed it... to
0: be like a nightmare or a premonition
1: yeah because then you do she's listening to the wall um and like to another girl and it's happening to her which is very upsetting that part felt unnecessary to me <laughs> um like what he wanted to do with this movie aside what i was taking from it even from what i was taking i didn't think that scene felt necessary
0: yeah because it's basically saying like she – it was almost her because, like, they tried to unlock her door. Right. And because the door jams regularly, she had right. time to get there and lock it again. And yeah. they gave up and went next door. Yeah. And so, to me, part of it was, like, this victim-blaming mentality where it's, like, um, goes back to, the like, mom always said I was dangerous. And, like, right. you have to – guard your body because you're going to invite men in to assault you. Right. But she relocks it and thus she has done the right thing and avoided assault and the person next door didn't do the right thing. Right. And was assaulted and so it's their fault for not doing everything right. And so to me, first of all, I really, really hate when men use rape as a plot point. Oh, yeah. I was... It's like, Because it
1: does, unfortunately, drive the plot and gets her to call Ruby and be like, I need help. Like... They could have stopped at her locking the door. And even then, like, it still it would have been annoying because it's not her fault. Like, this is where the movie really takes the dive, and you start to be like, this movie's not what I thought it was. Because I took all of these notes and I was like, this is what I'm taking from it. This is great. This is blaming society. Then it gets to this scene, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to say.
0: Yeah. I thought it was going to be a psychological horror of how you lose yourself in the fashion industry because of how society crushes it out of you. Exactly. And then it took a hard
1: turn. It takes a hard turn. And then, like, it's not even, and I know like, it's not the cannibalism that is the hard turn. No. It is the blaming Jesse and the blaming of the women that is mm-hmm. the hard turn. And and using rape as a plot point, yeah. like a driving a plot point. That's where all of a sudden I'm like, this isn't what I thought. And which is so sad because- I did like this movie. And then it gets to this point and I'm like, Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> so I'll continue. I hope the outline gets him. It doesn't. There is a really beautiful shot, which is so unfortunate when she's listening to the wall.
0: Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's, it's gorgeous. Shot. She
1: looks like a shadow puppet. Yeah. Almost like she's not in control. Obviously she's not, she's not in control of the things that are happening and all she can do is just listen and be there and, had it been any other thing, like, if they had handled it correctly, this would have been, like, a very beautiful shot, but it was unnecessary. Like, it, this whole scene was just fucking unnecessary. But it's beautiful. She looks like a, a shadow puppet, mm-hmm. and it slowly zooms away, and the silhouette almost doesn't even look like her anymore. It yeah. looks like paper. Gorgeous shot, but, like, bye. D- don't fucking need it. Um, I wrote, beautiful, but heartbreaking shot. Um, then I wrote, I knew Ruby sucked. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> now we're into Ruby just being fucking awful Yeah. again using assault to drive the plot Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. and to show a woman back back. scorned by another woman will drive her to murderous rage and it's like you have so many fucking problematic tropes in here i'm not able to keep up at the moment yeah. it was very upsetting this is
1: where it really just loses it completely we're like okay you're not trying to make a statement anymore you're just gross like, you can really read into it for so long until it's like, all right, you've done too much now and I can't fucking make excuses anymore. Yeah. Which is why I said the rating was going to be hard because, like, I love this movie. I think it's beautiful. But fuck! <laughs> all right, so, yeah, you get this whole scene with Ruby. It's fucked up. Uh, I said, dang, Jesse, cold-blooded. She says something so mean. And I remember laughing really hard because I was like, you go, Jesse. Fuck them. God. Was it
0: when she's on the dining board and she's like they all want like they'll starve themselves, inject themselves, stuff yeah, themselves. I think it was this trying to be moment. a second rate version that of me. That
1: was it. She goes, Oh, a second rate version of me. And I was like, this is where I was like, dang Jesse cold-blooded, and this is where I'm like, now you're just making her a villain. Yeah. But not in the right way. Like mm-hmm. you need to make society the villain that has turned her cold. Yep. But she is still not to blame. But no, they just blamed her. Yep. Cool. Uh, I did say it was all red. It was really cool. It's all red. It gets to this moment with, like, Ruby, I think, looking for her or her going to the pool. But then when she gets to the pool, it's so blue. You can, like, really see the moon. And it's, like, a really beautiful shot. Um, uh, Yeah, she gets – it's all red. I'm like, this is the end. This is the end of, like, Jesse, basically. Because then, you know, she gets eaten. Mm -hmm. spoiler alert if we haven't said it already a ton oh yeah they kill her and eat her they kill her and eat her she gets pushed into the pool i think Mm, they basically chase her around with knives for a while and she's like ew stop Uh, and then they push her in the pool and she like bleeds out then they eat her they don't show them eating her they just have this disgusting shower scene. mhm kate i know you have thoughts (sighs) they show them in the shower we've already talked about it a little bit in the shower being so sexual and it's disgusting and ruby's watching there's a really pretty shot of ruby and the flowers and grass and it's the most nature you've seen in the whole movie she's in her grave yeah she's she's in her grave and it's fucked up it's a really pretty shot though i was like whoa that's beautiful because like you all you've seen is like neon lights and like fucked up shit and then you're like oh it's really pretty you're in a grave but it's very pretty (laughs) uh and then my last note um I just wrote so gross, bestie. <laughs> oh, see, I. <laughs> Incredible. I was like, Why did I write this? I was so panicked. I was like, Ew, it was so gross, bestie, because <laughs> she's just like, oh, you're not gonna eat that, or <laughs> <And> just <laughs> yep, eats that eyeball. Mm-hmm. Very gross. Very Those gross. were all my notes. Thank you for letting me go through no, all yeah. five pages of my fucking Who notes. Is. You um, hit on a lot. of okay. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> huh? was lovely hearing you go. I just, I had a lot of thoughts, especially after you talked about everything with him. I was like, well, that just contradicts everything I thought this movie was about.
0: Yeah, because I was watching it and I was, like, I knew what the content warnings were, but I intentionally didn't read anything. Right. so I was like, okay, well, there will be cannibalism. Okay, there will be sexual assault. Okay, there will be these things. And so I was trying to guess how they would come up. And I was often wrong. And because who could predict this? Yeah. And... I like as I was watching it, I, you know, type stream of consciousness notes as I'm watching things. And so I had a bunch of different theories and I was like, oh, in the um, fashion show scene, is she dissociating and doing like a centering grounding where it's like sometimes folks that have been assaulted, especially as children, will dissociate during like moments of drama and will go somewhere else like their brain leaves their body so that they can get through it. And I was like, oh, is she panicking? Because she had the facial expression. She did Like right before she fainted that one time. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, having a bleeding hand. (laughs) Oh, I forgot, yeah. And, you know, normal things. And so I was like, oh, is she about to pass out at the fashion show? Oh, is she trying to ground herself? Oh, is she dissociating because she's being traumatized? Or because she has a history with her parents? Right. And so I had all of these different generous readings, I guess. And then we come up on the end, and I was just like, there wasn't enough to point the finger at society
1: no they just it's just not enough it's and like I said like 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 you did I just kept making these generous things where I was like oh this part means this this part means this and maybe it did mean that to me because I am a woman so like I was taking these things at the value of like society has made me feel like shit a lot Mm -hmm. of times in my life clearly that's they're critiquing that nope like what (laughs) I, I'm i so frustrated. I was already frustrated once I said it gets to that part where, like, there's no turning back. Like, I can't make excuses anymore. I don't know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Once it gets to that scene in the motel, I was like, I can't anymore. Yeah. I know what you're doing. But now knowing what he's, like, wanted it to be, I can't make excuses at all. I'm like, oh, what the fuck were you trying to say the whole time? Ugh, this episode's just me being like, why? Yeah. <laughs> yep god
0: uh, i'm like going through my notes to see if there's anything that like i wanted to say that you haven't brought up <laughs> and it, there are like just a few things and it's like when dean at the beginning is like you're not like the other people oh I know. and she's like you don't even know me he's like trust me i can tell and i was like okay dude i love a story where a man knows everything about a woman he that just met the was, day before
1: i i thought he was gonna be more of a player i thought not player i thought he'd be more of a
0: character character. a role
1: like I thought that was supposed to be him being like I know everything about you and she was like no fuck off but then no he just kind of disappears
0: Yep. and then this is so dumb they talk about how like they're asking you like oh or like is that your real nose is that your real hair like is that your hair and she's like oh yeah of course it is and at one point I was like she said that was her natural hair what do you call those roots babe like (laughs) (laughs) dark roots growing in uh (laughs) drag her (laughs) ass and then uh in the scene with the like blue neon diamonds right i was like oh gotta kiss both reflections or the other one will get
1: jealous and because i love at first i was like she got really close to it and i was like she gonna kiss it and i went oh she's not and then she went oh she is (laughs) she gave a good smooch who hasn't kissed the reflection every once in a while sometimes Mm -hmm. you gotta show yourself Mm -hmm. you look damn good yeah (laughs)
0: Gotta get those good, good reflection smorches, you know.
1: I love good reflection smorch.
0: Yep. Uh, And then I had the, are you the neon demon from the title?
1: <laughs> is this it? The neon <laughs> demon from the title? Because, yeah, she looks so different, which is wild. It was literally just some simple makeup. And I was yep. like, whoa, she looks wildly different. Yeah. That uh, was cool.
0: And I think the only other thing was kind of that technology wasn't forefront, Yeah, yeah, because you know that there's a phone because Ruby puts her number in it. Oh yeah. But I had a moment where I was like, "Has anyone used a smartphone?" And like, I couldn't remember. No. And so it felt like one of those intentional like omissions where it's taking it out of time, and it was vaguely disorienting.
1: It what? Well, I mean, yeah, because they make it look otherworldly. Mm -hmm. Like I said, with the just set in general. Um, And then I cannot believe I just caught that. Whoa, that's impressive. I feel so bad. I killed it. Uh, k.o. (laughs) god i'm a murderer this is what society has turned you into huh (laughs) Uh. (laughs) (laughs) i just like was talking and i just went oh and i caught a fruit fly in my hand and then i just well i have to think about things (laughs) i'm different now Does, Um,
0: does that mean you're ready to talk about scariest moment yeah yeah was it
1: just now it was just it now was just when now? i killed that fruit fly <laughs> yeah. i feel so bad i was yeah. trying to catch it and let it go how do you think that was gonna go i thought it would go in the meaty palm part <laughs> i thought it would find the crevice and stay there safely i did i didn't know getting the fingies <laughs> yeah, mom it's the, yeah fingies. mom it's the fingies i had to call my mom after this and tell her i'm so sad right now oh. okay scariest moment
0: it's, Do you know yours? Yeah, it's a. I you know I had to plan in advance, but it's not really a jump scare type of movie. No, there really and isn't. So I'd say like to me, the scariest moment was Jesse running through the house, trying to get away from the murderer's models, because yeah. I truly did not expect them to be so spry. I did <laughs> like, not. They were booking it. They were like really, actually very agile, and I yeah. really did not expect them to be. And she is
1: not dressed to run. I mean, she's in this like well beautiful flowing gown, and I guess mm. she's barefoot, so like she could still run, but. She doesn't know the house. Yeah, that's a really and there are three part. of them. And so
0: it was that, like, pointless rabbit running away from a team of dogs. Like right. It's just that moment where it's like, you know she's not going to get away. No. She can't survive this. And plus, like, it's a narrow hall. And, like, all of a sudden you see this freakishly tall model sprinting
1: after her. And I'm just like, oh! That's the part that's scary, too, is that, like, it kind of happens. Like, you know something bad's going to happen, right, with these models. I assumed, like, you're like, oh, it's going to be, like, a fight or something that happens. I thought they were going to try to disfigure her. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a fight. Like she was going to say something and they would lash out out of anger. I didn't know that this was just planned. Like she's just sitting there and then she's like, what are we having a party? And they're just like, boom, get her. Uh huh. (laughs) You're right. That's fucking scary. Yeah. Jesus. Um, my scariest part is, uh, it's where I wrote, it was so gross, Bessie. It really fucked me up. I don't like it. Um, so like at the end, It's very, uh, it's probably this whole moment. Gigi, I think. Gigi's the one that bombs up the eye Yes. So Gigi, they're at like a shoot and they do a really good job of making it feel hot and uncomfortable at this photo shoot. So Gigi like runs away and then like starts like vomiting and she's having trouble and she just goes, I have to get her out of me. She throws something up and they don't really draw attention to it. And you're like, all right, whatever that is. Gross. Stabs herself dies that's disgusting already but then sarah is just like "Uh uh-uh if you're not gonna finish her i will and she picks it up and it's her eye and she just she swallows it so effortlessly Mm -hmm. that i was like is that not your first eyeball Mm -hmm. eating Mm -hmm. Uh do
0: you come here often (laughs) she just
1: she ate it like a snake unhinging her jaw her mouth was perfectly eyeball sized i did not like it and she looks so like ooh yay like she's putting it in her mouth like I'm more for me yeah mm-hmm. that part fucks me up
0: and then I love love how it has that wide shot of just the hallway Yeah. and in her mouth yep. and then she just walks away she walks off screen and then it's fucking
1: done like it's just you. and then you're in the uh, desert and it's for for my wife <laughs> here you go Liv she eats the eyeball and it goes for Liv for Liv and that part popped up and I straight up cackled yeah I was like <laughs> Sorry, Liv. Sorry about it, Liv. Oh God, yeah. if that was if if I was married to someone and they're like, "I made this movie because you're so pretty," and it was me falling into a pool and dying, and getting my eyeball eaten, I'd be like, "We're getting divorced. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> We're done." Oh God. Well, that was yeah, yeah. That was the scariest moment. So we yeah. have tropes. Yeah, okay. I have I'm two tropes. I'm excited.
0: Uh, so the first one I didn't do a ton of research because I was real fired up about the other one. Good. So it's called a gain ending. Okay. G-A-I-N-A-X. Okay. Um, And it's basically an ending that just doesn't make sense. Nope. <laughs> or it does make sense, but you have to, like, go through mental contortions to get there. Yeah. And it's usually deliberate, Um, or it's a sequel hook. So, like, right. you have to have a sequel, whatever. Um, but if it's not done intentionally, it's mostly because the creators got lazy and just kind of, like, wrapped it up real quick. I think I can go
1: ahead and make an assumption on which one this one is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> idiots are right
0: there yeah so it's basically just an ending that's very intentionally what's the word i'm looking for just like hard to read
1: right just Uh, ambiguous just like oh what (laughs) i'm gonna do a google and she's like walking through the desert and you're like who's this whose hair is this who's this beauty (laughs) it can't be jesse because her eyeball got eaten
0: Uh uh-huh uh the trope that i really want to talk about today yes Bring it on. Okay, so TV tropes has a different name for it, but like when you Google this trope, it is yeah. like a common one. It's called predatory lesbian, and uh. TV tropes has it as psycho lesbian, which does take it further than the original right. like, predatory lesbian trope. But I found an article um, entitled "Casually LGBTQ Plus: Reinventing Tired Trope,"s and it's on the Writers' Workout. Um, so EJ Fowler wrote this talking about a bunch of different tropes surrounding like the queer community mm-hmm. and why it's harmful, and then how you can work around it. Right. So this one is basically saying, like, this is a direct quote. This trope sends the message that a woman who is attracted to other women is dangerous. It tells audiences that being attracted to women will make a woman resort to stalking, violence, and sexual misconduct in order to show her affection, which translates into an isolation of lesbians. This trope leads to the perception that this woman is into women, therefore she will hit on me. When this is rarely the case... It also adds to the stereotype of women loving women equating sexual deviancy since they have a predatory approach when realistically that's not the case. So, yeah. basically, like, I <laughs> I cannot speak for lesbians for several reasons. First off, I am not a lesbian. Uh, and second, even if I was, I wouldn't be able to speak for an entire community. However, what I've read and heard from my yeah. lesbian friends is that the predatory lesbian trope is very harmful. Oh, yeah. Because it makes them, like, constantly second-guess like expressing interest yes. in someone because yeah. they like don't want to come this. across as predatory, and because there's the societal trope that they're like hunting for them, especially right. butch lesbians. Like yeah. that's where the trope is especially like
1: concentrated. harmful. Yeah,
0: um, and it like casts lesbians as like animals who prey on innocent women. And I wonder how a trope like that came to be so popular in a patriarchal society.
1: Hmm,
0: weird. Yeah, and so I really didn't love the only real depiction of like women loving women was, was Ruby sexually assaulting Jesse, sexually abusing a corpse, and then killing and eating Jesse because she was rejected.
1: Right, and also Ruby knows how old she is; mm-hmm. like she's fully yeah. aware. Yep, <laughs> she's uh-huh. not someone that she's been lying to. No, so they painted the one character just. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I just I it made, made it me so mad. Much. Like, from
0: the beginning, I was getting bad vibes from Ruby. Right? And that's the worst. And, like, every single moment, it was, like, dangerous, but also, like, sexual tension from Ruby. Yeah. And so it was pairing those two of, like, she is preying on this young girl. She even says, like, oh, you have that deer in the headlights. Look, they love that. And so, like, she knows how vulnerable this girl is. She knows she doesn't have parents. And she takes advantage of that. And I think it's really problematic that the only, like, explicitly queer character is cast that way.
1: Oh, it's disgusting. The actress did an incredible job. Right. I
0: fucking hate the character. (laughs)
1: Like, everyone in this movie did a great job, but it doesn't make it any less harmful. No. And, like, that's the worst part, too, is that, like, like I said in the beginning, you get this weird kind of sexual tension and energy from basically everybody, but Ruby's is the only one that stems from, like, attraction. Like, everyone else just, like, oh, they just, like, want her life. They want to be her... And I think just simply because it was made by a man, they made everyone talk like they were, like... Yeah. You know, you just kind of... You could just tell, like, they kind of made them talk, like, Oh, where are you from? Instead of, like, Oh, where are you from? Yeah. Like... <laughs> yep. But Ruby's is the only one that, like, takes it a step further and is, like, genuine attraction. And it's... But then they painted her predatory and disgusting mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, like, more
0: than just the garden variety predatory trope. It was, it was like a minor she like clearly did not give consent nope and then it takes it even fucking further because she imagines jesse while she is assaulting a corpse yeah and then it amps it up again it's like was that not
1: enough for you was that not
0: enough oh it makes me so
1: mad. it was fucking rough it it's pretty not good like it's not okay it's it's just so ridiculous And it's just so upsetting that, like, you can just tell from, like, right away. You're like, Ruby's bad. Right? Like, you just know. You're like, oh, Ruby's bad. Mm -hmm. And it's the only character who's not straight. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Harmful's book. And yeah. unfortunately, just, like, not uncommon. No.
0: Like, it's not like this is, oh, the first movie that no. Ha- no, it just keeps doing what other movies have done. They didn't, and, like. And even if he was saying, I want to critique this, he didn't. He didn't. Just like
1: every other thing else he did in this movie. He didn't fucking critique it. No. He, like, started it, and then just went, no, that's enough. Yeah. And I was like, no, all you've done is cause harm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The end of this movie really just has so many harmful things. It mm-hmm. was, like. You can try your best to make an excuse for it at the beginning, but then it just nosedives into the fucking ground and you're like, all right, bye. Yeah. Yikes are rooney.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so how are we gonna
1: rate this? Ugh. What did we say earlier? And I was like, that's it. There's no question. Reflection smorches. Reflection smorches. That's okay. it. I mean, there was nothing else. I mean, it's got to be a reflection yeah. smorch, you yeah. know?
0: I only had two other ideas, but I I had to tell what, the truth. What were the two well, okay. the ideas? Well, okay. Vom eyeballs.
1: What?
0: <laughs> uh, and then the neon demon from the title.
1: <laughs> are you the demon? I keep making the joke. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it in the extension From the title. <laughs> but yeah, reflection smorches? Reflection smorches. Yeah, yeah, she just gets right in there. Yeah. Oh, God. Do you want to... Okay, I have to, like, think about it. No, I'm ready. Oh, I think I'm ready. Yeah, I think I'm ready. Okay. You want to mm-hmm. hold it up? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, we okay, got okay. a different one this time. Yeah, we did.
0: Do you want to go first? I, I'll go first. Yeah. yeah. So I give it
1: three. Uh-huh. I gave it three because I, again, like I said, Kate and I wrote this movie. I am going off of what I took from it as a woman mm. and not with this weird fucking man who says, there's a 16 year old in every man. Fuck you. No, there's not. I'm going off of what I think. I took a lot of it as blaming society and that was really hard to watch, but also like made sense to me of someone who's gone through life being like, society hates me. I have to be better. (laughs) So I was like, wow, this is poignant. This is good. Mm -hmm. But I can't give it any more than that because the ending is so fucking bad. Like once it gets to that scene with Keanu Reeves and the motel, it nose dives to the ground and it's just stupid. Yeah. Nothing is...
0: Pointless. explained correctly
1: everyone is blamed who shouldn't be blamed like nothing is right you've got horrible predatory tropes it, it's just bad yeah um and also three because it's really beautiful yeah like i hate when a movie is gorgeous and if it would if it was just finely tuned it would have been a really good movie but the intent behind it was so stupid and wrong mm-hmm. that i can't give it more than that that's my... That's it. Three, yeah. it's beautiful. It's really beautiful to watch. If y'all just want to mute this movie and then stop it at the part with Keanu... I was literally... You're good. You got that. yourself a good... You Honestly, don't even mute it. Like, you can watch this movie, but stop at that scene. And then you got yourself a, a great take on what society does to women and how harmful it is. Yeah. But also fix it a little I'm gonna fix it I'm gonna fix it yeah it'll join our patreon
0: (laughs) so my take on how you should watch this movie is mute it only up to that point that you mentioned the hotel scene And you play, like, um, a lo-fi beats playlist over it. Because it's, like, background. It's kind of like the TV um, fireplace. Yeah. So you just have it on the background because it's aesthetically gorgeous. so gorgeous. But I don't want to hear the dialogue because, to me, it wasn't good. Because, like, there were so many different opinions on it when I read reviews. Where some people were like, ah, yes, it has this, like, very wry, um witty dialogue you can tell that it was written by two women that are like very genre savvy and so they know how it's going to be read and so it was kind of like where they were trying to lean into were the really trope, trying
1: to be like but it
0: see women wrote it see it just didn't come across that way to me like the scene where she's like and I like yelled at the moon can you see me I was like that was a really awkward stilted line and it's so awkward some of the
1: dialogue is so <laughs> like it, it it's just so upsetting because it had everything. It was so close. Yeah, so close. It just didn't get there. So, because matters as you Yeah.
0: So I gave it two. Yeah. Um two reflection smorches. Two which reflections is the correct smorches. number according to her, you oh, know. Yeah. One extra smorge. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh so I gave it two because I thought it was gorgeous. Because I yeah. think it's a very aesthetically so fun film, like Looking at the makeup looks, the clothes. oh, the makeup's great. The, oh god, I do have a qualm that I no, forgot no. to mention. It's that they had white women with cornrows. Oh, I hated that. Uh, that so was in my notes
1: too. Yeah, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?"
0: Yeah. So aside from that, and again, that's at the end. So if yeah. you stop at that scene, you'll yeah. never see it. You'll guys. Never see it. You'll never have to see that. So um, upsetting. But basically, I didn't. I felt that he had an idea. But then because probably of who, I'm not saying like, oh, he's bad because I'm saying that like he didn't have the perspective to explore in a way that's resonant right. to me. He hadn't experienced it from my perspective. And so it's like, to me, it didn't feel like a cultural like oh. critique. No. To me, it just felt like he was like, oh, I'm going to like do a hard hitting, shocking piece on that's- like how women compete with each other without any of the context or actually right. shouldering the blame where it belongs. Exactly. So, and then it had harmful stereotypes, right? And an then it's just lack of characters of color and cultural appropriation, and all these things. He could have, if he had done it intentionally, to point out why it's problematic. That would be different.
1: Exactly. Me. Like
0: so, I just the ugh. plot is a zero stars. The aesthetics is a two.
1: Oh, do you know the director's colorblind?
0: Really? Yeah, that's why he tends to do like
1: one dominant color in a the scene. The primary, at a time. like yeah. That's really I mean, that's really interesting. Yeah. I just, like you said, it just it's so it's just really frustrating. Yeah. Cause like I can see all of the things that it wants to say. And if it was written by someone who had that perspective, A plus. Like, great movie. Like but him trying to be like, I wanted to write what a 16 year old girl would feel. And I'm like, well, you missed the mark, because buddy, that's not you. No. Yeah. And stop trying to be. You can't force yourself to see it. It's just like what we talked about with the ritual. Like, mm. we both took it as something else because we are not men. Yeah. Like, that movie is written by a man who is watching male friendships drift apart. I didn't get that because that's simply not something I see. And I'm not upset about that. Yeah. I'm not going to force myself to try to see something from a perspective that I don't experience. Yeah. And I'm also. But then m- this person did, and I'm just pissed. Like, I'm not over the fact that he was just like, what do 16 what year old girls feel? I think I could say it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm not about to try to make a movie and no. make money guessing what other people feel and making like this whole narrative around what I think a more oppressed group experiences. Yeah. Because that's not it's not my place. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's not that's, my
1: fucking place. That's why it's so frustrating, is because I watched it from my perspective and I really like enjoyed it. Like the dialogue's not great. But like I thought I understood what they were trying to say because I was like, yeah, I'm seeing this from like a woman's perspective. Come to find out that like it's a man thinking he knows what women think. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a critique. It was actually what he thought. <laughs> think like just watching it thinking that it's supposed to be making fun of these things and calling them out when actually that's what he thinks is real. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, oh no. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so yep. wild. Oh god. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, so
0: that, that wraps
1: up our that discussion wraps up. of the Neon It's a demon. long one, guys. It's, it's a, a beefy one, yeah. boy. <sighs> there was just a lot going on there.
0: If you enjoyed that tumultuous time with us, <laughs> <laughs> we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps other people find our show. And we just do love reading what you say and like what parts you enjoy, what parts like we could build on, that sort of thing. We are on both Instagram and Twitter at Just Bull With It. And every Wednesday, we'll post the movie for the week, as well as where to find it and the content yeah. warnings. Uh, and as I was watching this one, it was not included on Does the Dog Die, the website where I pull the content warnings. Really? Cards. Necrophilia wasn't there. Really? Uh, at least I might have missed it. But huh. wh- after I finished it in my notes, I was like, shit, do I have to add necrophilia? Fuck, I have to add it. And so like, I went back in and added it to everything. Oh, my I was God. Like, I... If it's on Does the Dog Die? I missed it. Yeah. But I was like, this, this has to be in the notes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, check out our extended show notes. Yeah. On our website, justcoolwithapod.com. Or you could even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash justcoolwithit. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons that are helping create the Nick and the Nikkeon Demon. I'm going to make the Nicky Demon. Uh-huh. Those patrons, helping Nikki live her dreams, Kim, (laughs) Kelly, Neha, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, and Kayla. Woo! Yeah. and outro. Oh, so good. The intro and outro music was created by Anthony Racazella, and the cover is by your very own Nikki Solomon. Stop.
1: Oh, I pulled my hair. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to say stop, and I just fucking yanked it. (laughs) Yikes. way out. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, I gotta go. I gotta start making the Nikion Demon now, so. Yeah, <laughs> I got Long so time. much work to do, guys. Oi. All right. Little, little mirror kiss to say goodbye. Little mirror smorge. Little more for everybody. Bye.